Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Hueso, the host of the podcast. This episode is the first of the series, The Marks of Christ in a Believer. For the next few weeks, we will be discussing some of the qualities or characteristics that reveal the marks of Christ in us. I recently had a conversation that inspired the subject that we will be discussing in this series. Someone I know was commenting among a group how someone that says he is a Christian keeps doing something dishonest. I told them that in the same way that going to McDonald's does not make me a Big Mac, going to church does not make someone a Christian. One of the ladies I was talking with asked, then what makes someone a Christian? Before I could answer, another woman responded, to be a Christian you need to believe in Christ, and then turned to me and asked, right? To which I said, wrong. If believing in Christ will make us Christians, The devil will be one because he for sure believes in him. It took some time, but I was able to explain more or less to the people I was with how you can know Christians by their fruits. We, the people of God, are known because we act like Christ, but that is easier said than done. If we are honest with ourselves, under the covering of freedom from the law, some Christians now act more like the world. Many of us curse daily like the people in the world except at church. We drink with non-Christians. We look like non-Christians. The levels of divorce and domestic violence are almost the same in the Christian church than outside the church. We act so much like unbelievers that it is hard for the unbeliever to distinguish who is a Christian or who is following Christ and who is not. Now, with this, I am not saying that to be a true Christian, we should be religious or live under the law. There is no reason for us to slave ourselves with religion or practices of the law of Moses when Christ purchased our freedom. What I'm saying is that believers should act more like Christ and less like the world. Our goals should be to stay as far from sin as possible instead of trying to see how close we can get to sin without losing our relationship with Christ. We need to remember that the reason why God asks us to live in holiness is not so we can have boring lives, but so we can have joyful lives. Sin brings destruction and pain. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Christ died so we could live an abundant life. Therefore, the further we are from sin, the better our lives become. God wants everyone to live an abundant life, and that is the reason why we share the gospel with the people around us. Since we are the representatives of Christ on earth, we must ensure that everyone who encounters us has a positive life-changing experience. My friends, Christ changed the life of every person he encountered. Remember that Christ lived among sinners, but he never sinned. In addition, he never left those sinners in their sin. He loved them enough to set them free from it. How are we going to do that if we live in sin ourselves? Our lives should inspire others to live closer to God, not by judging them, but by showing them the differences Christ makes in the life of a believer. The fact that we should not or cannot judge sinners does not mean that our lives should not convict them of their sins. 
our life should be attractive not because we don't sin or because we go to church, but because we don't live in the consequences of our sin because we stay away from sin. And believers should be able to see in our lives the marks of Christ. In this series, we will discuss eight Christ's qualities that should be visible in our lives. God put it on my heart to use the example of eight not-so-well-known women of the Bible to discuss in this series. If you are a man listening, please do not stop listening to the series because we are using women as example. After all, you, my brothers, are either sons, husbands, fathers, or friends of women. We are all equal in Christ, and I believe that just as women learn from the male characters in the Bible, men can learn from the females of the Bible. So hang on, and I believe this series will bless you. With that said, go with me to Galatians 6.17, which says, From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. Here Paul is talking to the church of Galatia, which had a problem regarding circumcision. He ends the argument by saying, I do not even consider that an issue because I carry on me the marks of Christ. In those days, slaves, especially the slaves of the pagan temples, were branded with the names of their owners. They were branded on their foreheads or on their right hands with the names of the God that owned them. Here Paul was saying that as a follower of Christ, the mark or the brand of Christ was on his body for the entire world to see. Circumcision is no longer what distinguished Christians from the non-Christians. What distinguishes Christians from the non-believers are the marks of Christ. Everyone could see that Paul belonged to Christ, not as a slave out of obligation, but as a servant by choice. In regards to Paul, he had many marks from the stoning, the beatings, and the shipwrecks he had suffered for Christ. But the marks of Christ in us are qualities that we should possess to bless others. They are the characteristics that distinguish us from the people who do not know Christ. One of those marks of Christ, and the one I want to talk to you about today, is integrity. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Integrity is a personality trait involving solid principles and a strict code of ethics to guide our actions even when no one is watching. Jesus is the true example of integrity. People of integrity or upright people put God first in everything they do. 1 John 2.6 tells us, Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk the same way he walked. I believe that an excellent example of a woman of integrity or of an upright person was Jehoshiba, who bravely rescued her nephew Joash from his murderous grandmother. Go with me to Second Chronicles chapter 22 and we will read verses 10 through 14, which reads, When Ataliah, the mother of Asahiah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family of the house of Judah. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jeroham, took Joash, son of Hasahiah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered, and put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Because Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jeroham, and wife of the priest Jehoiada, was Asahiah's sister, she hid the child from Ataliah so she could not kill him. 
the child remained hidden at the temple of God for six years when Athaliah ruled the land. We have here a story of how God used an upright woman to save a king's life and preserve King David's lineage. God promised David that one of his descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. As we know, God always fulfills his promises. Today, Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, sits on the throne of the New Jerusalem. However, the fulfillment of that promise was in danger when Athaliah, the daughter of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, absorbed the throne of Judah by killing her grandchildren. My friends, sometimes watching the news, we think that the evil acts we see nowadays are the worst in history. But here we see how thousands of years ago, a grandmother killed her grandsons because she wanted power. Nevertheless, this evil woman, Ataliah, had a stepdaughter named Jehoshua, who was her opposite. Jehoshua was a princess by birth. Though her father was the king, it is believed that her mother was one of his lesser wives. She chose to leave the palace to marry Jehoiada, a priest, but because she was a member of the royal family, always had access to the palace. When she saw that her stepmother intended to kill every family member that could sit on the throne, she risked her life to rescue her youngest nephew, Joash, who was a one-year-old baby and hid the young boy for six years. This brave woman, in my opinion, is one of the best examples of a strong woman in the Bible. She exhibited bravery and selflessness. She exhibited integrity. She had nothing to gain by saving the boy's life, except that it was wrong to allow Ataliah to rule. Her economic or social status would not have changed whether she saved her nephew's life or not. She would still be a princess of Judah either way, but she was not about to leave her country in the hands of evil. She did what was right simply because it was the right thing to do. Now, many people think that acts of bravery like this or hideous crimes like the one Ataliah committed are the product of one decision, but they are not. Using the many public shootings in the United States last year as example, we can see that every shooter did not wake up one morning and decided to kill people in his community. All of them had severe issues that through time took them to commit those crimes. In the same way, most people think that people who have made history doing excellent deeds one morning decided to be good unexpectedly. That is not the case. Integrity is something that is nurtured. It is developed. An upright person always does what is good or correct. An upright person always puts God first. We see that in the life of Jehoshua. This princess of Judah put God before family when she left the palace and married a priest. She put God before family by not acting like her stepmother, risking her life to save her nephew and keeping him hidden for six years. Can you imagine how hard that must have been? The Bible says that she kept the boy and his nurse or nanny hidden. That meant that she provided food, clothing, medicine, and everything else the future king and his nanny needed for six long years. Think about what you were doing six years ago. That is how long this woman risked her life to do what was right. If you read 2 Kings 11, 
you will see that she also put God before family when her and her husband decided to have the young prince crowned. They risked their lives exposing him to the people of Israel and asking the guards to defend him, and then they killed the evil queen. Many things could have gone wrong, and they knew it, but they had to do what was right before God, and God honored them. This story sounds amazing, but I am sure it did not seem amazing to the wonderful people who risked their lives to do what was right. Nevertheless, Jehoshua and her husband were people of integrity. My friend, as a true follower of Christ, we need to be people of integrity. We need to do what is right even when no one is looking. We may not have to save the life of a king, but God for sure will use us as an example of integrity in front of people around us. How can we testify about Christ at work when we behave worse than non-believers? An upright person is a great worker who gets to work on time and does his job with excellence. A person of integrity does not bear false testimony. It is not part of the office gossip or does not participate in foul conversations. Our decisions should always be based on our biblical principles rather than on what is popular or politically correct. We are not to judge people, but we are to be examples of good conduct. We should be people who put God first in every single decision we make. From experience, I can tell you that to have the mark of Christ of integrity will sometimes demand you to leave some people behind or to be left behind by some people. It may cost you a promotion, a race, popularity, or a title. It may cost you a shortcut in life, but believe me, in the end, God always blesses upright people. My friend, if you are a follower of Christ, your life is not an accident. You live where you live because God wants you to shine there. You work where you work because your Heavenly Father has a purpose for you to be there. You were born in the family you were born in because the call of God that is upon your family is on you. Put God first in everything you do. Yes, you might have to stand alone for a while sometimes, but I can assure you that once people see the marks of Christ in you, they will come to you to find God. People of God, I used to teach evangelism in Bible school, and once I started working with unbelievers, I came to realize that the way we used to evangelize years ago is useless. Sometimes Christians speak a language most people do not even understand. Most people in the world do not want to go to church because they not see the point of going there. They do not want to hear about the Bible because they think that the Bible is just an old book with antiquated rules written by men just like them. Most of them think that because we have used the Bible to judge them, but we have failed to show its power to the world. However, trust me, people accept the message of Christ once they see the marks of Christ in your life. Once people recognize Christ in you, they will give you a chance to shine for him. Jehoshua risked her life to make sure David's lineage survived. You may have to spend your life making sure people around you know the true Christ. That is not easy, but it is better than the alternative. To believe yourself to be a Christian who no one can recognize as one is a terrible thing. To call yourself a Christian and live in the consequences of sin is the saddest thing on earth. People of God, it is time that we, the church, 
show the world that true Christians carry on them the marks of Christ. Thank you so much for the time you spend with me today. To send us your questions, comments, or prayer requests, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. Or you can also send us regular mail to 8850 Williamson Drive, Box 603, Elk Grove, California, 95624. Be blessed.